0: Hey, true crime family. I'm K-Mac.
1: I am the answer.
0: And this is Bad Human. Why are you rolling your eyes? Hey, true crime family. Welcome to Bad Human, a true crime podcast where we discuss those humans that reside at the bottom of the morality bell curve. What? Nothing. What are you looking at? Looking at the script. Don't look at my notes. I want to look at the notes. No, get away from my notes. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to our program. Uh, what else? Let's see. Hey, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for uh, following us on Instagram, Bad Human Pod. If you're not, you should do it. And do it the now. hot spot on the interweb to be right now. And thank you to everyone who has subscribed or left a comment on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, every place that allows our voices to be heard. Thank you. Mm -hmm. If you follow or subscribe.
1: We're also on Facebook and just Facebook, right?
0: TikTok. We also want to wish an early birthday to our friend Mike. This episode should be dropping right around the big three five for him. Thank you for making me a gambling addict because now I am addicted to spooky spins at the stone toad. Mm -hmm. And with that, let's get into our case. Let's get to it. On October 5th, 2018, 27 year old Terrence Woods Jr. was about to wrap up a day of shooting on the show gold rush while filming on set in the Penman. I think it's Penman mine area of Idaho. At 5.31 p.m., he would drop his radio, sprint down a steep cliff, disappear into the forest and the rough terrain below, never to be seen again. To this day, his disappearance is just another unfortunate example of an unsolved case within the BIPOC community. I wanted to make sure we covered a case that specifically highlighted the... Unsolved cases, just the amount of them that tend to focus around the BIPOC community, uh, which is again, black, indigenous, and people of color. Okay. Just in case anybody out there doesn't know what that means.
1: I didn't. So thank you.
0: Terrence Woods Jr. was born October 24th to Terrence and Valerie Woods. He grew up with one sister and two brothers in a very close knit family. Terrence graduated from the University of Maryland for college. And after college, he held multiple jobs with different production companies filming for television shows. Not only did he get to spend several years traveling, but he was also based in the UK. That'd be cool, like to live abroad. Oh, very. Yeah. I mean, you did live in Chilton. That's considered abroad. Represent. People describe Terrence as friendly and happy-go-lucky, who had many friends all over the world due to his travels and various jobs. During his time in London, Terrence also graduated school at the American International University. After living five years abroad in September of 2018, Terrence returned home to his family in Maryland. He would take another job with Raw TV, a production company out of London oh. that produced shows such as Gold Rush, uh, Banged Up Abroad, Town, Three Identical Strangers, Stanley Tucci, Searching for Italy, oh. and The Tinder Swindler. If you haven't seen The Tinder Swindler, you definitely should. It's about basically this complete douchebag That scams women but claims that he's not a manipulator. Which, if you've dated someone like that, then you would know. And he is a piece of shit. But I have gone to therapy and moved past that. Good. Terrence had worked with this company before. And the assignment sent him to Idaho and Montana to work on the reality show, Gold Rush. He arrived in Montana on September 30th, 2018... He spoke to his parents after arriving, and later they would say nothing seemed out of the ordinary. Terrence really enjoyed his job. He was good at it and genuinely liked by those who worked with him. A couple days after arriving on set, Terrence went to his supervisors and told them that his mother was ill and was going to be having surgery and needed to go back to Maryland by October 10th. They made arrangements for him to work up until the 10th, then he would return home for his mother's surgery. The only problem was... His mother was not having surgery, nor was she sick. Nobody would know this until several days later. So that's the first, hmm. Mm. Why would he tell them that his mom was sick and needed surgery so he could leave? And that wasn't true. Wow. The evening of October 4th, the film crew would later tell Terrence's dad that they had uh, dinner at night. He allegedly met a lady. a lady. They exchanged numbers and everything was allegedly fine. The next day, on October 5th, Terrence, along with a production crew of 12 people who were all white except for Terrence, moved locations to the Penman Mine area of Idaho. Terrence had a few more days of work before he'd be heading back to Maryland on the 10th for this surgery, which now we know wasn't happening. The crew was filming some rugged areas of Idaho for Gold Rush, and they had a full schedule. That morning at 8 34, Terence texted his, texted his dad, letting him know that he was coming home on October 10th. Terence Sr wasn't exactly sure why and thought something might have been going on, but really had no reason to be worried or concerned. Unfortunately, that would be the last communication Terence Sr had with his son. Hmm. On the evening of his disappearance, as the shoot wrapped, Terence told one of the local women who had been I'm sorry, he told two of the local women who had been helping the crew uh, with transport that he needed to use the bathroom. Moments later, Terence. Um, moments later, Terence. After he'd spoken to the women, associate producer Simon Gee noticed that Terence had dropped his radio on the floor. Moments later, at 5:31 p.m., Terence was seen running towards a cliff. Colleagues thought he was going to use the bathroom. Soon, however, Terence disappeared over the cliff. One of his colleagues, fearful he had fallen, ran over to the cliff to check. When they looked, they saw Terrence at the bottom running off toward a wooded area. Producer Simon Gee would later say Terrence was running faster than he'd ever seen anybody run. Well, odd, <laughs> very, very, they figured that he just had to use the bathroom and be back soon. I mean, he must have really had to go.
1: Yeah, if he's going to run that far away. I mean,
0: as somebody with a terrible stomach, <laughs> like... I've had moments, but I don't think I've ever sprinted down the side of a cliff and into rough terrain. Give it time. (laughs) Luckily, I haven't had that situation happen yet. Unfortunately, though, Terrence did not come back. Crew members went off in search of him, calling out for him, walking the area, but there was no sign and he was not responding to their calls. Authorities were called in to help search at 6.41 p.m., when the 911 call was made, which by that's an hour and 10 minutes later. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but I thought you, you can't even do a missing, missing persons there.
0: I don't I just If I just saw someone like run out into the woods. I mean, I don't know. I You know, it's easy to say what you would or wouldn't do. You have yeah. no idea, right? Unless you're in the situation. When the 911 call was made, the caller, who was not a part of the TV crew, alleged that Terrence had been dealing with mental health issues throughout the shoot and had an anxiety attack that morning. Which I find interesting that they made a point to say that on the call, so it was documented the 911 log. Why would you make sure to say that unless you're maybe laying seeds for mm. something? I don't know. Okay, okay, okay. However, when pushed to confirm these statements by Terrence's family in the weeks following his disappearance, they were retracted.
1: Oh, imagine that.
0: Friend Rochelle Newman told Oxygen.com that she met Woods Jr. at a networking event uh, for PACT, a TV diversity initiative that both were working on at the time. She described Woods Jr. as a quiet, kind, and very caring person who had no known history of anxiety or mental health problems. He enjoyed meeting new people and had friends from all around the world because of his travel, she said. Cassandra Hall Alexander also spoke with Deadline. About her friend in 2020, and yes, it's deadline, not dateline, yeah. <laughs> just, to, yeah, just to be clear, that. I figured that. and said during all the time she worked with him, she never noticed him having any mental health issues. It doesn't make sense when I hear people say that he struggled with his mental health, nor um, that he didn't live up to expectations. I spent six months on a TV production course with him, and he always exceeded expectations and never showed any signs of like anxiety or mental health issues. Given the timing of when he was reported missing and the dangerous nature of the, the terrain, it was decided to wait until the following morning to start the search. It is important to call out that the terrain is difficult. It's very heavily wooded. There are drop-offs. There's water. It gets colder at night, so it was probably dangerous for rescue personnel.
1: And it was heavily wooded, so you can't even let like, go aerial. I mean, you could probably do
0: like maybe like infrared technology, which they did. So helicopters brought in to use um, infrared technology to cover more ground. A hot spot was found, although a search of that area turned up nothing and no sign of Terrence anywhere. Searchers did the best they could on foot and search dogs were eventually brought in. The weather was very challenging because you're in that upper elevation. So Mm -hmm. it did get cold. Obviously, everyone's concerned about him being out there. The sheriff noted his concern, specifically stating that people were yelling and calling out, and it was only met with silence. That morning, Terrence's parents were also notified when the search started, and they were like immediately concerned and said that something didn't seem right. To make matters worse, when the crew, the crew told them something about Terrence that really didn't sound like their son, nor did it make any sense, they told him, their parents, I can't talk today, they told his parents about the anxiety attack, And both his parents were very firm in the fact that that sounds absolutely nothing like their son. The family said that he has no history of anxiety attacks or even a history of mental illness. The crew mentioned it might have something to do with Terrence's mother's health, which he'd been worried about, worried enough to go home. But as we know, there was no illness. Mm -hmm. His parents were completely, they, they were like, what's going on? They had no idea they he even planning to come home, but now they're even more perplexed as to why he was trying so quickly to come home. Immediately, his family thought something was going on on set, maybe with the crew members, maybe something shady yeah, had been yeah, going yeah. on. I, I would think the same thing. Yeah. he, Terrence's father tried to even get confirmation that his son had been in Idaho that day. They were like, can someone like prove to me that my son even made it here? Because this story is pretty wild. Yeah. To recap quickly he told a falsehood to production so he could leave set early he then apparently ran off the side of a cliff down the cliff and into the woods at 5 31 like and no one's seen him since I, i get why you're asking questions yeah police were unable to find any surveillance footage from any nearby businesses and the crew members weren't really talking The dad had asked for any sort of CCTV to prove that his son had even left Montana and made it to Idaho. But ironically enough, there was no camera footage to be produced. You're also filming a show. yeah. So there's no B-roll or like anything? None. None, huh? I find that to be a little odd. I also want to get sued by Raw TV, so I'm going to like pump the brakes a little bit. (laughs) I strongly doubt that our little podcast would get in the crosshairs of that. But just to be safe, I've never been on a set like that before, so I don't know. You would also think that'd be something that the police would like immediately ask for. And that's typically the, one of the first things they do is talk to like the last person to be seen with them and then pull footage. There was not one piece of footage. In fact, the crew would leave the area altogether shortly after the disappearance. His family was never given the names of the crew members out of the individuals. They were all gone except for one person that was still there in Idaho when the family arrived. The search,
1: let them leave, huh?
0: The search for Terrence in that area of the Penman Mine, Idaho area, lasted for seven days before it was called off. Law enforcement said they called it off um, because after seven days they had no clues, no direction to go in, and the weather was turning bad. The sheriff reiterated that they were not closing the case, but they couldn't keep chasing their tails out there in the dangerous terrain and weather. They needed more to go on, and there was no sign of foul play. Although Terrence's family was pretty insistent that there had to And you hear this in in a lot of cases. The family just knows that there's a feeling that Mm -hmm. just like this isn't right. I know my loved one, this isn't right. A little bit just quickly about the Penman Mine area. So it's located in the uh, Oro Grande area of Idaho, which is a larger part of a national forest. It's in Idaho County in the northwestern part of the state and spans about 4 million acres. It is a rugged mountainous area that includes rivers, bears, wolves, wildlife, you name it. Uh, Even though it was super rugged, this was really nothing new for Terrence though. because we talked about, he had a lot of experience um, in different places that were remote. He'd been in Alaska, Turkey. He was always prepared. His family said he had good survival skills. There's also only one main road to and from the mine, the Orogrande Dixie Road. This road leads right to the mine, which also sits um, on Homestead Creek and then curves back out of the area. So, if you look at a map, there's really only one road in and out of this place, of this like heavily wooded area. Wow. If you made it back to the road, if he had made it back, right, there's only this one road and it's not very heavily traveled. So, I don't know how he'd be hitching a ride. Typically, the only people that had been on this road were the crew that were using it to go in and out. The crew was staying in a hotel in Elk City, which is about 17 minutes from the mine in the closest city or town. No one ever claimed to have seen Terrence on the road or back in Elk City. To make matters even odder, uh, Terrence's disappearance wasn't the only disappearance in October of 2018. A woman would also vanish from this area named Connie Johnson, who was working at a hunting base camp about 40 miles away. Now, to be clear, people don't think that there's most people don't think there's a correlation between the two. But I thought it was interesting that, you know, in October of 2018, it's around the same time, Connie, who was 76, worked at a camp uh, for Richie Outfitters, which organizes hunting trips in Montana and Idaho wilderness. Our dog just sighed like she's so put out that we we're doing this. I'm sorry, you'll get your kibble in a minute. Connie had a lot of outdoor experience and had previously been a ranger for 25 years in the U.S. Forest Service. So clearly Connie knew yeah. what was up. She was last seen uh, when hunters left camp on October 2nd. The next day, October 3rd, hunters had radio contact with her, but they couldn't understand what she was saying. When they returned to the campsite on the 5th, Connie Connie, and her border collie, Ace, were both gone. She had left her jacket behind on the table, lying on top of her gun. Searches for Connie took place until the 16th when authorities officially called off the search. A few weeks later, Ace was found wandering around Moose Creek Ranger Station about 15 miles from their camp. Wow. He was underweight, but otherwise um, in good health. There's been no sign of Connie Johnson. Again, most likely there's not a connection between the two, but it still kind of makes you wonder. Yeah. Terrence's parents both strongly believe that someone is hiding the truth about their son's disappearance. He was responsible, his mom, Valerie, uh, said. He wouldn't run away without good reason unless he was scared. They believe that Terrence, who was the only black crew member on the shoot in Idaho, maybe felt intimidated or mistreated, and maybe he wanted to return home. Raw TV denies hiding any details surrounding his disappearance. A spokesperson said the police have closely examined the case, including Terrence's correspondence with us and others, and found nothing to support the allegations that you have put to us. It also denies that Terrence was subject to any mistreatment or intimidation by the crew. This was interesting to me. Terrence's father said in an interview that when Simon Gee called, um, well, actually, correction, Raw TV flew his parents, Terrence's parents, to Idaho the week after their son was reported missing, and Gee, along with other Raw TV employees from London, met with the family um, at the sheriff's office. The first thing that Simon, this producer, said on the phone And when I met him in the police department was, I had high expectations for your son, but when I met him, he didn't stand up to them. Terrence Sr. told Vice, he said, I asked him, Terrence, to get me some fruit. And he turns to me and says, what kind of fruit? (laughs) My son doesn't know Simon. Why wouldn't he ask that? He's known him for three days. Yeah. Yeah, It's really weird that that. Very like you're telling someone that their son is missing and then you're like talking shit about their son yeah. and his work performance, which like I said earlier, every person that had worked with Terrence was nothing but complimentary yep. about his, uh, his, his work style, his personality, his demeanor. Valerie had a similar call with Guy prior to flying out to Idaho in which he expressed his disappointment in Terrence before before providing details about the disappearance You know, I had to explain to him that I talked to several people he worked on jobs with and they gave nothing but praise about the work that he did. She said, I couldn't understand why all of a sudden now he goes missing and you're telling me that he wasn't good at what he was doing. It doesn't make any sense to me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, doesn't make sense to me either.
0: You say my 97 pound son ran down the cliff without tripping, falling, hurting himself. You don't have a trace of his blood or a piece of his clothing. And he ran like a hare and ran so fast nobody could catch him. Terrence Woods told Deadline. Almost two weeks after Woods disappeared, Raw to be released a statement regarding his disappearance. The statement read, We can confirm that Terrence Woods, a member of our production team, went missing on Friday, October 5th in Oro Grande. I think it's Nez Perce National Forest. Apologies, anybody who lives in Idaho. All inquiries regarding the status of the search should be directed to the Idaho County Sheriff's Office. A couple things that are interesting about the case. Well, there's a lot that's interesting about the case. I mean, my mind is, I went down a rabbit hole with this one. Oh, I believe it. Some of Terrence's friends and colleagues who work in television declined to comment for um, the different interviews, citing fears of being blacklisted or not receiving work, or a wider backlash in the television industry. One thing that has come up in the case, so first, is the fact that law enforcement never looked at Terrence's cell phone or laptop, citing that there was no reason to.
1: How is there no reason to?
0: Between that and then not pulling CCTV, it seems very odd to me. Like a person's digital, like forensic footprint can shed a significant. I mean, that's how you learn the most about somebody. It's probably like looking at their search history, their messaging, like, you know, Facebook Messenger, whatever, Instagram. Mm -hmm. I mean, like all like your digital footprint, that could have just been a no pun intended, goldmine of information.
1: How many murders and stuff have they solved before where they found well, out their last ping of a cell phone was near where like a body was discovered? Yeah. I mean, for, come
0: on. Former Idaho County Sheriff Doug Giddings, who was responsible for the investigation, way to fucking go, Doug, is now retired, told a deadline in 2020 that the investigation revealed no evidence to support speculative suggestion of foul play. <laughs> no foul. Really? Like, you're buying this story? I'm not buying this story. I wasn't even there. Yeah, he just goes running off in the woods and a full play. They want to believe that the movie company was guilty of something and we couldn't determine that the movie company was guilty of anything. Maybe the movie company wasn't. Like, maybe maybe there was something going on and Terrence felt threatened and he wanted to get the hell out of there, which, fine— Maybe he did run into the woods because he was going to try to escape and something. I I don't know. Like, it's not normal. Yeah. Like, regardless of who you think did, like, just because maybe you felt that the movie company wasn't guilty, you don't just stop the research. Mm -hmm. He also said the investigation revealed that there were questions about some of Wood Jr.'s behavior that were not blown up as big as what the family had described. We determined that he wasn't happy there and there were several people who weren't happy with him. A couple of things. First, Terrence had never left a job early, and that was very out of character, hence the mystery why he lied to production. Lastly, one report stated that Terrence's belongings at the hotel were still neatly packed, either as if he hadn't unpacked or was packing to leave. However, he had been in... Sorry. You right. No, I was just shifting. <laughs> However, he had been in Idaho for five days and wasn't leaving for another five some said the items he had worn were also packed up and put back in his suitcase, leaving some to wonder had someone else gone into his room and packed up his belongings or had Terrence packed up all of his items and he was going to bounce and like get the hell out of there that night. Mm-hmm. In a statement to oxygen.com current sheriff, Doug Ulmer described Woods jr's disappearance as an open case, but said the department has been challenged by a lack of resources, resources and the challenging terrain. Our county is approximately 8,500 square miles with approximately 16,000 people. I mean, that is a lot of area to try to cover, especially if it is forest, right? Very Mm -hmm. dense terrain. The area he went missing in is rugged and secluded with dirt roads and no cell service. There was an extensive search when he went missing and no real leads. Although he said there are no new leads at this time, he's hopeful that start of the hunting season will mean that more people will oh. once again be scouring the area. You always hope for something to turn up in these cases to give the family some closure. Well, at least the yeah. new sheriff is a little bit nicer than the last one, Giddens yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Well, you know what? I asked the movie company and they said they didn't do it. And I was like, well, then case fucking close. Yep, I believe them. The new sheriff said, I want justice. I want to find out the truth. Whatever happened to him. That's what I need to know. He said, I'm going to find out the truth one way or another. You, ha- I have seen well I, I mean, other people have cold cases where when you get a change in leadership though, in the law enforcement level and they reopen a case, they do get solved. Maybe having this new sheriff in town, Will help revive the case and of course you all can help too Mm -hmm. by sharing this case or just posting about it like let's draw attention to it yeah there and this again unfortunately get a
1: huge is just
0: another example of the BIPOC community statistically just their cases tend to not be researched checked into listen it's a real thing like I'm not going to make this a political thing but we do need to draw attention to the fact that the BIPOC community statistically does not get the same level of follow-up and focus headlines right that other other people do Mm. Terrence described as an African-American male standing five uh, five foot nine and weighing around 150 pounds it was last seen in October of 2018 he has very short hair uh, very short black hair he was 26 years old when he was last seen and would be 31 today We'll post um, on our page, our Instagram page, wherever you have any information. Again, just word of mouth and like spreading about the case. Let's keep this up and going. If you have information about the whereabouts of Terrence Woods Jr., please contact the Idaho County Sheriff at 208-983-1100.
1: Nice. If anybody has
0: any information, please reach out. That'd be great. Or again, let's just keep the case relevant. This family deserves answers. Terrence Sr., Valerie, his family, his friends, Terrence Jr. himself deserves to know what has happened. And it's, I don't understand how this isn't still. And I mean, the the, the sheriff, yes, if you're under-resourced, that is a lot of area to yeah. cover, unfortunately i think he's probably come into a mess mm-hmm. of like a shitty initial investigation but i also this is just what i've read about the case i wasn't there just relaying information in my own opinion
1: yeah and there's a lot of weird things going on in this one with you know with the suitcase the him just running into the woods not checking, n- the, cell not on checking the cell and laptop i so. just the
0: the family my heart just breaks for them yeah. So that is the case of Terrence Woods Jr., the unsolved case. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you all for listening. And, you know, again, our thoughts go out to Terrence, um, Terrence's family and friends. So thank you. Again, follow us on Instagram at BadHumanPod. Let us know what you think about the case, if you've heard of it. Um, If there's anything that we didn't include that would be helpful information, please be sure to share it. And uh, thank you for subscribing, and listening case ideas um you can email us at badhumanpodcast human podcast at gmail.com boom and i think that's all we got for you today all right so thank you so much for listening and as always please remember to treat yourselves and each other with love kindness and respect i'm Mac,
1: and i'm of course the answer you.
0: Good, good night, night.